Hello and welcome back to Between the Notes, a motif music podcast taking place at the parlor in Providence, Rhode Island. Today we are sitting down with local artist Roberta Lamb. We want to thank the parlor for sponsoring as well as R1 Entertainment, Bolt Coffee, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, and Dash Bicycle. We'll get started today by enjoying a performance from our guest before sitting down with her to discuss her experiences with the local music scene. So sit back, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Roberta Lamb, and I'm here at the parlor with you. Thank you so much for joining in, tuning in, and it is my great joy to play a few tunes for you tonight, and then I'll have a nice chat, hopefully, um, with uh, uh, Gary, uh, from Motif um, Magazine. So I'm going to just jump right into my tunes. This is a song that I wrote this summer. Uh, I live here in Rhode Island. Shout out to Rhode Island. We got an awful lot of rain this summer. So this song is called Turn Around, Don't Drown. It goes like this. Mm-hmm. Just minding my own business. I was keeping my head down. Circling round this barn too Time to leave this town I went down by the water Just to let my worries fade One glimpse of you My heart stopped I almost backed away Your easy smile Your damn good looks They really drew me in I can't tell just what it was Might bring me to higher ground through the rising water, but something in my heart says, Turn around, don't drown. Turn around, don't drown. Now I've been wrong and selfish, and I don't do what I should. I ought to tell you, walk on by. Sunshine makes me smile But what you got Makes me want to stay with you a while You might bring me to higher ground Through the rising water But something in my heart says Turn around, don't drown Turn around, don't drown Now the river's water's Knows just where it goes. For you and I, let's work it out. Get across this flooded road. So loosen up your collar. Maybe we could fool around. And I'll ignore the whispers that say turn around, don't drown. They say turn around, don't drown. Don't Drown. I'm going to switch over to the other guitar. We have an amazing sound crew here today. I'm super grateful to Glenn and Eric. Thank you. All right. This song is called One Step Away. Um, And I also wrote it this year during the pandemic. So... It's, um, it speaks for itself. An aging dog with failing sight on steps and paths, he takes his time. Dinner scraps. He waits for treats and finds a spot 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, I stay with this guitar and I change one string. Tuning. Just the tuning on one string. So this is a song that it's on my album, Not Your Mama's Blues, which we're going to talk about in a little while. But anyway, <coughs> I wrote this song as my ode to scientists. I understand scientists have been getting kind of a love-hate rap around here in general, in our country. So um, this is my shout out to them. And it's called Let's Drink to That. We're in a bar, but it's actually not a bar song. It's a song about water quality. But let's see. So it goes like this. I hope you enjoy it.
out the goods to folks in every neighborhood. We logged and fished, made it flow, but we can't get by without H2O. Want to cash in, but we'll prevent the satisfaction. We know they have no self control, they run on greed, mine all the coal. Scream to the scientists. Trying to do right Looking for ways to keep our water pristine Preserving our time And our evergreen We'll drink to the breakfast among our crew We'll stand up to fight Water's more than fun and a place to play. But before you start sipping that Cadillac, we'll drink to the bravest among our crew. We stand up to fight. Set up some gold and write some laws without loopholes. We know they have no self control, they run on greed, mine all the Preserving our time and our evergreen. So let's dream to the bravest among our crew who stand up to fight. That's a different one. That's my, my soft-spoken protest song. All right, I'm going to switch guitars. I hope everybody's having fun and time to get your beer, since that's the drinking song or not the drinking song. All right. This is another song I wrote just this year. It'll be on my newest album whenever I get to that um, have a name for this, I this album from the pandemic. It's going to be called Talking to Myself. <laughs> that seems like what I've been doing. I'm so happy to like get out of my bathrobe. You know, it's a good thing. Um, all right, so this song is called Planting Seeds. I'm a gardener, and I opened up a box that I got today from the garden supply house with bulbs. So maybe the next one will be called Planting Bulbs. But 
anyway, it's the garden metaphor. I don't hear anything in the monitor. Should I? Sometimes I get lonely Sometimes I need a friend Sometimes I miss my family When will I see them again? Sometimes what I need is connection and some hope Sometimes planting seeds in the garden helps me cope The daffodils and tulips reach bravely towards the sky The morning glory green and curling vine I plant the seedlings carefully to spread wide or climb a pole and marvel as the plants emerge as if in my control I hold Thank you so much. That's planting seeds. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to do two more songs. 
I'm going to do one more original, and then I think I'm going to close with a Richard Thompson tune, just because. So this is, um, I used to live in Concord, Massachusetts. You may not know that. And Concord, Massachusetts is famous for all kinds of amazing literary all-stars. And you can go to their graves and see them there in the beautiful cemetery. But one of them, one of my favorites, is Louisa May Alcott of um, Little Women fame. And I wrote this song thinking about her. After all, it was the 100-year anniversary of women's right to vote. So, and she was the first woman to vote in Concord, Mass. So this song is called Strong Women. It goes like this. And I wrote an extra verse for the Taliban, about the Taliban. In Concord, Mass, you can visit the house where Louisa May Alcott met her wannabe spouse. She turned down the offer from her childhood suitor to write her novels without a computer. Sing from your heart, stay true to yourself, and you could inspire someone else. Sing from your heart, stay true to yourself, you just might inspire someone else. She studied with Emerson and Thoreau. She wanted to do more than to cook and sew. She went out in the world to become a writer for women's rights. She was known as a fighter. Sing from your heart, stay true to yourself. You just might inspire someone else. Sing from your heart, stay true to yourself. And you could inspire someone else. Strong women surround us and scare away some of us, but let's not pretend. They're out to harm us, old or young, or even born as a male. We all break inside, but we might not seem free. Let them out of the box, they're frequently kept, and just embrace the girls who become strong women. They'll become strong women. Ginsburg to Kamala Harris to Amanda Gordon and other achievers. Strong women learned how to shake things up. They got out of the kitchen. They learned to disrupt. Sing from your heart. Stay true to yourself. And you could inspire someone else. If you sing from your heart, stay true to yourself. You just might empower someone else. Though U.S. troops completely withdrew, Afghani women, we'll root for you. The Taliban regime, so cruel and extreme, can't erase what you've learned and all you've achieved. Sing from your heart, stay true to yourself, and you could inspire someone else. Sing from your heart, stay true to yourself, you just might inspire someone else. Now you don't need a tattoo or a bottle of booze And you don't have to know how to sing the blues Although it can't hurt Strong women have brains and the fact remains We can use our voices to bring about change Yes we can Sing from your heart, stay true to yourself You could inspire someone else Let's sing from our hearts, stay true to ourselves And we could inspire someone else Na 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 Thank you. We don't have any women in here, but hopefully there's some women out there watching. All right, I promise to close with a Richard Thompson tune. It's one of my favorites. feels so good to be up here. All right, we're getting into sunset time. Out, cl clocks are t turning back. This old house 
is falling down around my ears. I'm drowning in a river of my tears. When all my will is gone, you hold me sway. And I need you at the dimming of the day. Keep my better side. What days have come to keep us far apart? A broken promise or my broken heart. When all the body birds have wheeled away. stick around because I think we're going to be having a little chit chat here at the parlor and um, thank you so much to our um, wonderful sound crew thank you and um, thanks for tuning in thanks to the parlor and thanks to Motif thank you very much for your um, playing um, but I got a very folksy um, Joan Baez um, Joni Mitchell vibe is that what you're going for is that what uh, just happens I would say it just happens. Mm -hmm. um, I, I uh, just came off from a gig where I was doing up-tempo uh, tunes, and so I guess I was in the mood for something a little more quiet since we have a nice mm -hmm. quiet space. But I think I love the, um, you know, to allow the voice to float over the chords. It's sort of one of my favorite things. Harder to do mm -hmm. in a real bandy mm -hmm. kind of situation. Now, it's probably not my greatest strength, but I do the up-tempo stuff too. Mm -hmm. uh, much more fun to play with you yes. know, a band involved. So I think figure for a solo, this um, uh, um, folky kind of, uh, I'm not sure I love the, the genre of calling it folk, by the way, gotcha. I have to say. I, it's kind yeah, of, it's Americana, I think, is the new word for it. But uh, Yeah, I, I think my stuff is, is uh, I like to think that it uh, borrows from mm -hmm. different paths. What we heard today was very folksy. Yeah. Uh, how long have you been playing professionally? Well, a guitar. Uh, anything. Sure. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I, I um, actually started as a singer. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a classically trained singer. A music major, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, wanted to actually believe it or not. So you tried everything back then. Well, yeah. Well, I training. mean, I was kind of raised on like, you know, musical theater, choirs, concert choir, all that kind of lots really? and lots of singing, and and a little, hear a little some bit of that. acting and mm -hmm. some of that. Um, and then I ended up uh, studying opera and songs. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, like. German leader and all that kind of stuff. So I, I did that very seriously. So when did you start though? Because if you went to school for that, you must have been doing that as a kid. I was doing that as a kid, mm -hmm. and then I started uh, the uh, training as a as a. Actually, here's the story. So um, 
I actually went to an all-girls school because mm -hmm. I'm from Dallas, Dallas, and the public schools in Dallas were really uh, well. You see what's going on in Texas now, so that was pretty bad. <laughs> and my parents were like, "Well, we're going to figure out a way to make sure that our daughter gets, mm -hmm. you know, strong education." So I went to this girls' school, and I had a very powerful voice. Mm -hmm. So they always had me ma playing the male roles, you know, like the, um, and the alto section. So I was always carrying the mm -hmm. low end. And then when I started, uh, when I went off to college and started studying, uh, they found out that I had some like crazy range, very high range. And they said, well, why do you sing in alto? Like you're a soprano. So that kind of opened up a very exciting world for me. So uh, then it got more serious into the classical. And I did that for a long time and then bas basically decided you know, to, uh, mm, that's a kind of a hard road to hoe, mm -hmm. uh, being a soprano and, you know, there are a lot of jokes Everything. about how many sopranos does it take to screw in a light bulb, you know, one, <laughs> how many? To, one to screw in the light bulb and five to kick her chair down. Ah, uh, I got you. Yeah, right. So, you know, I had the sort of wherewithal to pursue something a little more practical, which I did for a long time. So then I got back into this and then picked up the guitar and did you have like a, a school or a, a garage band were you playing at home no it was all professional in class is what you were playing when you were playing music uh, when I did like the the classical stuff anything what was your first well, song oh well as a kid I took mm -hmm. piano lessons oh, okay. and you know would accompany myself mm -hmm. and and that sort of thing mm -hmm. and then um you know, later when I did the classical, I mean, I sang with, you know, like senior recital. Mm -hmm. I sang with the orchestra and Verdi and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, all the... Oh, do you remember the first song you learned beginning to end? As a kid? Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I, I mean, I did take guitar lessons when I was eight. And I You're learned... back to the guitar. We're back to the guitar. Mm -hmm. well, I just remember that, learning to play this song. It was called um, Black-Eyed Susie. Mm -hmm. And the lyrics were something like... I think I've heard it. I love my man, I love my baby, love my biscuits sopped in gravy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> black-eyed Susie. Yeah, you it should like break that one back out. I know, I should bring it out again. Mm -hmm. I got my boots on, and yeah, uh, except that it involved beating or something. Uh, did you write any music when you were young? No. Mm. No, so that's Just learning. Cool. That's right. So you know, you would in the classical, mm -hmm. you know, you you know, you have to get it exactly you the practice, way. Practice, 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 practice. You can't stray. And although you can write your own variations for like big, you know, there are like repeats, and then you can do mm -hmm. like crazy pyrotechnics with your voice. But anyway, the writing came later with mm -hmm. the guitar. Yeah, that's more. So recent. you said you're from Dallas, and you've lived many other places. Did you pick up anything from all these places you lived in, or? Always, most certainly. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, I, I lived in in Europe for mm -hmm. four years in Vienna, Austria. At what age? Twenty to twenty-four. Oh, that's a good time. So it was a good time. I learned a lot, and it just soaked in. I mean, they tuned to a different A in the orchestra. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just it's very, very different. Yep. So that was pretty cool. Then I eventually found my way back to New York. Mm -hmm. Of course, New York. So I heard all kinds of stuff there. Mm -hmm. um, but I All the musicals and stuff. Well, I was actually went back to school mm -hmm. at that point, and I actually got two science degrees. <laughs> uh, uh, right. Did you do any of the Greenwich Village? Sounds like you had... Uh, well, I wasn't doing music, but I actually lived in, in uh -huh. uh, on 4th Street and yep. Mercer um, as a student when I was at, at NYU, going Very back nice. to school and like learning... That's got to influence you. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, yeah, you know, everybody's playing, you know, in... in mm -hmm. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> so that was very, very cool. And then I did grad school out in, in uh, L.A. Mm -hmm. So I actually used to go hear um, all kinds of, like, reggae and Hollywood mm -hmm. and different stuff. It was cool. Do you have a favorite song from that period, or is there so much of it you can't pick a favorite? Oh, uh, I think... I, I really, I, I love Carla Bonoff, mm -hmm. and I don't remember wh where she sort of showed up in my, you know, awareness, but I love her ballads and her music, mm -hmm. and it, it really tugs at me, and, and I think uh, Jackson Brown, you mm -hmm. know, anything that Jackson Brown yeah, writes, I mean, amazing, mm -hmm. so I think that, but it was you a period. You play them regularly? I play a lot of Jackson Brown, I didn't do that and today. And Carla? I do, and mm -hmm. I went to hear her the last week. Mm -hmm. She was in here in Rhode Island mm, uh, last her. week. Mm -hmm. She she was in East Greenwich. Mm -hmm. So anyway, she's know. she's amazing. Yeah, 
I've heard it three times. Very nice. Uh, what are your favorite performances, either yours or Carla's or Jackson Brown's or anybody? Well, I mean, Jackson Brown, he just seems to get better and better. Mm-hmm. I just, I love, like, even his new stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that acoustic show a couple of years ago at uh, the Vet. Well, he's just, he's all, he's so involved in uh, helping others, and he mm-hmm. brings in Latin influences. He wrote a song with uh, another writer called The Dreamer, mm-hmm. which is about, you know, immigration Mm -hmm. and i i cover that one it's really beautiful Mm -hmm. uh he wrote it with another gentleman and they they played it with like a beautiful band with harp and Mm -hmm. you know and it's like you know a little uh dance to Mm -hmm. it it's just beautiful so i I love to hear him i saw a thing uh, with jackson brown uh talking about his creative process when he was writing songs and it was somebody that i think it was an eagles uh documentary but they lived above him and they would hear the tea kettle going off, and then just he would repeat over and over playing the piano. Uh, do you have a creative process? Do you, you know, just start with the piano, guitar? What do you, how do you start your... Well, I'm no Jackson Brown. <laughs> Not many are. <laughs> but I, um, I like to think of an idea. Sometimes I get a little riff going, like that mm-hmm. first song that I did today, mm-hmm. uh, Turn Around, Don't Drown. Yep. You know, I just really got that riff going, and then the words came. Um, so you said you wrote that about all the rain. So you had this idea about writing a song about the rain, or did the riff come first? Uh, I think the riff... I, I, was, I was certainly feeling all of that stuff about mm-hmm. the rain, and I was feeling, you know, about conflicted relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's kind of what it, you know, goes from the riff to the, uh-oh, turn around, don't drown. Yep. So um, I had that in my gestalt, yeah, yeah. to borrow my Viennese. <laughs> um, and, then, and, and then the riff was this kind of driving frustration with it. Mm-hmm. And so I think they kind of came they together. ended up together, they but kinda, they were not the start. They, and other times I've written words. Mm-hmm. And then written music yeah, to the words. And sometimes I've even written the music to other people's words. Yep. There's a wonderful yep. singer-songwriter in Massachusetts named Jeff Bartley, mm-hmm. who's written songs. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that didn't happen when he I likes was playing. <laughs> nice, good. Get them, get them where they need to go. Um, and um, uh, so he... He wrote this beautiful song. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. And I heard him play it once. And then I wrote to him and I said, I, where's the music? I'd like to learn it. He said, just write your own music. So I did. And that's sort of a collaboration. Mm-hmm. That's I know a lot of people do that, steal little bits and you know, piece well, them together. Well, he said, I, I have his blessing. Mm-hmm. So it's a, I, have, I can say I have a collaboration with the one and only Jeff Bartley. Yes, it's kind do. of amazing. I'm like uh, humbled. So if somebody said, write a song about the rain using these phrases, could you do it? Or is that oh, yeah. too much? Uh, no, no. I mean, I, I, although I don't, generally don't go for prompts. Yep. It, it's usually my own prompt, yeah. something that I want to write mm-hmm. about, like those scientists, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, it's something that I am feeling and I might write words and then come up with, um, and, mm-hmm. and then, of course, it changes a ton. You Is know, there any physical things that you do as a routine? You know, like you have tea or you're sitting on the couch or you blah, blah, blah. Is there anything that you do kind of the same when you're writing? Well, I definitely open up Word mm-hmm. and sit at the computer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I've always got my tea or coffee depending yep. upon the hour and um and i usually shut off all devices mm-hmm. and have things very quiet mm-hmm. um and that's how i work you know mm-hmm. just I consistently that's your process yeah i mean mm-hmm. i i try to tune out i mean just i live fortunately i live in a pretty quiet place so do you get any um uh, writer's blocks no i just I mean, I, I might not write for mm-hmm. a while, but once I write, it just flows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because something's motivated you or inspired you. Right. Yeah. I mean, like the, like the, uh, the song, Strong Women. Mm-hmm. I keep writing more mm-hmm. verses to that song. Mm-hmm. I just can't quit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I play at a certain venue, mm-hmm. I'll write like a verse just to the venue. Come on down to the parlor. Oh, and that's da, da, da. You know, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that, blues singers do that a lot. Yeah, a lot of, even rappers and rock. Yeah, Yeah. so I do that. That's fun, actually. Yeah. I love rhyming. Mm-hmm. It's fun. But if you add, uh, so you're, if, you don't have blocks because you're waiting to do a song or waiting to be inspired. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't go to uh, like prompt song prompts mm-hmm. and write a song about you know 
uh, about Gary's interview. Mm-hmm. No. So that, so there won't be a song about this? You never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have a uh, routine when you're writing. Uh, do you have a routine before you perform? Have a drink? Uh, I do you know. vocal warm-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep my fingers warm. Do you get nervous? I do, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I've asked a couple people, because um, a lot of performers are very shy in regular life. Would you consider yourself shy? Oh, that's an interesting question. I think that I am m- much more introverted than mm-hmm. I might appear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everybody assumes if you're on stage, you're a very outgoing person, but a lot of times, Jimi Hendrix was painfully shy. I think that I'm, I actually know how to act Mm -hmm. to like do like work the room and do all of that it is an act but i think i like quiet and Mm -hmm. um like when i played that gig the other day with the bands Mm -hmm. like oh i made the end like my head was like i need some peace and quiet Mm -hmm. yeah so i generally i i like a lot of sort of reflection time um but i love people and i do get lonely Mm -hmm. you know um, so you've done a lot of things, acting and all these different things. Why is it music that you keep doing or do the most? What is it about music? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. what is it about music? Did, I don't know if you watched that 60 Minutes interview with um, Anderson Cooper and uh, Tony Bennett. Oh, I did who, see parts who, of it. Who has now mm-hmm. has Alzheimer's. Yep. And, you know, and then they interviewed his neurologist. Mm-hmm. And she talked about the part of the brain yep. that... Um, fires mm-hmm. when we hear music and then he said he's in the business of making people happy mm-hmm. you know and there's something about music that mm-hmm. is comforting that is energizing mm-hmm. that just makes you feel alive whether you're writing it or listening to it yeah there's something oh, that helps definitely, whatever it is definitely mm-hmm. you know so I think I can always remember just being completely driven to to hear music when i was young mm-hmm. i actually heard the beatles in dallas in live live well, that's saying something yeah but you couldn't hear them of course right yes yeah, i yeah. went to a party years yeah. later and ran into somebody who's like a retired whatever ophthalmologist mm-hmm. and he said i was your chaperone mm-hmm. and then he told this story that's cute of he said there were people in front of us and wait people in back of us and he said every time the beatles came out he said, you know, mm-hmm. He said this woman, and, and he crowd. was like 13, mm-hmm. he was the sh- chaperone, he said this woman physically picked him up. <laughs> <laughs> he remembered, like, I don't even yeah, remember, yeah. I was like really tiny. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was, I don't know how my parents let me go, like what were they thinking, but they did. Yeah, yeah, that must have been something. It, yeah, it was the, really amazing. You know, the crowds were bigger than the uh, you know, performers could make noise. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and and just the anticipation and just it was crazy mm. uh, so are you big into the social media do you have uh, do you have followers oh, on boy. any of the sites I mean um, I, I mean we ha- we all have to use this mm-hmm. to necessary evil yeah you know because people don't really do email so mm-hmm. much or letters or whatever so yes yeah, so I have uh, uh, you know I have a Facebook uh, you know, handle, you know, Roberta Lamb Music, mm-hmm. and Instagram is the same. Mm-hmm. And I do a little bit of Twitter. Twitter's not as much music, no. but um, but I do have a Twitter account. And um, those are the main things that I use. But I am really upset with mm-hmm. the politics around how it's damaging, you know, the self-esteem of the young girls <laughs> and what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I th- I'm hoping that it's going to be regulated. So you're trying to be a positive social media role model. Well, I mean, I, I, I can... Or not negative. Well, it, it, the whole thing with politics, mm-hmm. okay, is are you going to speak your mind and pr- protest? Mm-hmm. Or are you going... And, and if you do that, will you turn people off? Mm-hmm. And what's the... But supposedly, performers are supposed to... Particularly blues and folk and mm-hmm. all kinds of people that do what I do are supposed to have a point of view. I mean, Jackson Brown certainly mm-hmm. has a point, lot mm-hmm. of point of view, right? He's like all about the environment. Mm-hmm. So that makes some people mad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I haven't been like shut off of Facebook or anything like that, <laughs> you know, but, but it, is, it is an interesting question. How, you know, how do you choose and, and who, do, you, do you cater to the audience? I mean, that verse that I have, you know, with, um, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and mm-hmm. and Kamala Harris. Like maybe there are people that are like, "Woo, we don't like them," you mm-hmm. know. 
So maybe uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but you know, things are evolving. How you contact your fans, right. you know, is evolving and changing. Uh, does your music change or evolve, or you're still kind of sticking to the same? You know, oh, philosophy? I think my music changes constantly. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I think trying new things. Oh, definitely, definitely. But yes, I try to reach them through uh, social media, and then I do try to reach them with an email. But I want to be careful not to tire out people. Mm -hmm. So, do you have some new people listening to you that you're kind of proud? That you've gotten these people to listen to you? Well, yes. I um, was so fortunate to join this group called the Indie Collaborative, mm -hmm. and they had a big showcase down in North Kingston, mm -hmm. and I got to play. I played uh, One Step Away, mm -hmm. and all these people, they, people from all over the country, like, so now there's like people in, in uh, the West Coast and in New York and in Massachusetts who were, they do different, actually in Texas, there's a group in El Paso, and so I'm excited because I might even collaborate with these people. There it wow. Is. Yeah. That's the new modern world, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's that's, that's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely new people. Do you have any shows coming up? I do. Mm -hmm. uh, well, a little bit. So tomorrow I'm actually going to be doing a podcast. Nice. Um, the new modern world. <laughs> uh, right. Well, it's called... Uh, um, really Charlie and it's uh, mm -hmm. Charlie Perry is down in New Bedford Massachusetts mm -hmm. and he's amazing I met him at the mm -hmm. Indie Collaborative and he invited me what's so. the link or the podcast well I think you would go to my Facebook page your or Facebook mine and Roberta you'll find King. it uh, so Roberta Lamb music right mm -hmm. and uh, or on Instagram the same mm -hmm. and and you'll get a link to uh, really Charlie podcast okay. so that's tomorrow I'll do some playing and some nice. interviewing and then I'm going to be playing at the Burren in uh, Somerville, Mass, nice. uh, with a group called Women in Music Gathering. So that's a Sunday brunch show, November 7. Then there's, uh, let's see, um, a virtual show uh, at a place called The Loop at the Armory, which is in Somerville, mm -hmm. Mass. You still play a lot in Mass? I do. Mm -hmm. Just a, uh, last week, I played at the Reading Porch Fest. Oh, that was fun. I yeah, played the, an hour. Bristol and a half. had one just recently. I they know. are very cool. I played That's an a hour play and a half solo. To have, listen to music. Yeah, so it's just like bring it out, keep trying different mm -hmm. stuff, and it's fun. So that mm -hmm. was really fun. Um, so those are the things I'm thinking of. Um, hopefully, there'll be some more. I'm hoping to get some gigs going with people in Rhode Island. Right. I'm on the board of the Rhode Island Songwriters Association. Yep, yep. They just had a thing in Pawtucket, right? Yes, mm -hmm. but it, it was when I was playing, so I couldn't attend. Yeah. But um, that's how it goes. You, mm -hmm. you know, you, yep. you, you don't want necessarily musicians as your fans because they are busy, They're busy yeah. gigging. Yeah. Right. Hopefully gigging. Yeah. Yes, right. But uh, so hopefully Riza will be doing some things too. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's good. Uh, your next recording is planned or in the works? Well, I'm thinking about going up to New York to mm -hmm. do some recording, but mm -hmm. I haven't, like, 100%. Have you done that before? I haven't, but I had an invitation oh, okay. to go up there and uh, might work on this album that I'm entitling Talking to Myself. But I have to figure out which songs mm -hmm. will have legs. I wrote a bunch of stuff during... You know, the pandemic. I wrote one called <laughs> Vaccine. Well, ro it's funny. It's called Vaccine Rollout Blues. Mm -hmm. Remember when nobody could get a vaccine? Yep. Right. I do. So it's funny. Um, and now it's the other blues. <laughs> I know. The people and that now, won't get a vaccine blues. I know. So I'll have to, like, figure out. I no wrote another one uh, called uh, Can of Beans Blues, which was mm -hmm. like a protest song mm -hmm. uh, with, with the Goya fiasco back with Trump you know it's oh like, yes yes so that's, um, a, that's a good one but you know it kind of I don't know if I should record it because I don't know if anybody wants to hear it but somebody does <laughs> yeah so I mean just like they had songs mm -hmm. during certain times you know like Arlo Guthrie they wrote songs about yeah. you know different things that, that were going the on thing, yeah. in the world mm -hmm. so maybe there's a, a, a little space for a song of mine mm -hmm. um, uh, what was your last recording just tell everybody um well, my album, nice album. Is, is called Not Your Mama's Blues. Mm -hmm. It's available on Spotify or mm -hmm. Bandcamp, mm -hmm. or just go to my website, robertalam.com, and you can find it. And then I've released some singles mm -hmm. that I might be putting on this album. So you go to this site called, if you go to my website, robertalam.com, it will link you to something called Here Now, mm -hmm. and that takes you to Spotify and yep. Apple and Amazon and 
And you're on all of those? I'm on all those. Good. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, <laughs> that's wild. Yes, it is. That you modern know? world, like you said. I know. You used to just have a table of sets. <laughs> I know. And then you get royalties. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of mm -hmm. crazy. But anyway. Not a whole lot from what I hear. I mean, I'm not looking for, you know, uh, like loads of money with mm, yeah, this. Yeah. I'm doing You're it doing really you love for it. my heart. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what the majority of the people do. Yeah, it's it's, but it's nice to get a little money along the way as well. Well, you know, I think it. I think if you were looking for the validation, sometimes people are just. I found this mm -hmm. with the classical music. You know, you're just banging your head against the wall. But if you look at it with this idea that you're just putting it out, and it may be the timing right, and it may not be the timing right. Mm -hmm. People might come to find your music later. Mm -hmm. And I mean, look at Mozart. Mm -hmm. I mean, he died and was buried in a pauper's grave. Yeah. And I mean, like now he's like obviously like the biggest genius that ever walked the face of the earth of mm -hmm. music. But he never knew it in his own lifetime. Yeah. Well, a lot of artists, whether it's painters, musicians, a lot of times it's after that. I was listening to Robert Johnson album last night. And he didn't even know the album. I know. Mm -hmm. And so so I think it's not good to have that kind of big ego mm -hmm. about it. So yeah, do it for yourself. Just Well, I do it for, um, for the process, I think. Mm -hmm. I try. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you. Oh, my much. gosh, Gary. It's yeah. really a joy to be here with you and uh, nice. with our audience and, and here at the parlor. Thank I just you, the parlor. We yeah, thank you, the parlor, and thank you, Motif, and thanks Motif. to everybody. R1 Carding, uh, yes. Trinity Brew House, uh, thank you all. Yes. And thank you, Roberta, again. My joy. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank you. This has been Between the Notes, a Motif music podcast. We would like to take a moment to once more thank the sponsors for this episode, The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, Bolt Coffee, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, and Dash Bicycle. And thank you for listening.